0: Last time on Four Ores. Clanport finally comes into view on the horizon. The town rests between two large hills as if the earth was hugging the town and holding it from drifting off to sea. Well, 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 big brother. I think this is where we say our goodbyes again. I guess so. I'm gonna miss you, Kerbil.
1: I'm also going to hug Kurgle.
2: She
0: embraces you back.
2: You
1: my sister, too,
2: now. While we met foes, uh, we leave friends.
0: It's been a pleasure. I'll just bow. A pleasure, indeed. I'll just throw up the deuces. So y'all arrive on the docks of Clanport by rowing through the waters and they drop you off on the deck. Ah, land. I believe some of you wish to do some shopping. Correct. So you walk up to like a dock worker that obviously lives here, so they will know all the answers.
3: And just expo dumps <laughs> And he expo everything.
0: dumps you. Rerose travel depot, iron malls, metal specialties. Apothegary's rags you riches pedestrian to equestrian so where to I
1: don't have like any supplies so I need to go buy an explorer's pack
0: I could
2: also walk into a general store
0: well let's go the last one is pedestrian to equestrian before I believe Finch wants to head to the top of the hill it is morning we'll say we'll say it's noon after all the shopping but we should get horses right before we leave
2: well guys I need to uh, make my way to the outpost now if you guys want to join Mm,
4: Certainly.
3: I always love to meet these characters. I will join.
0: You walk towards the hill, and you do find a... It's a steep hill, so it takes some effort to get up the hill. And as you approach, a murder of black crows circles above the hill. And as you get to the crest, you see a quaint little cottage with a lawn and flower beds well-groomed. And a deadwood tree stands close to the cottage. Beneath it, you see a small body laying in the grass, face down. I'm going to... Start running. All right, so you run to investigate, and you see this small body of an elderly halfling man lies dead with multiple sword piercings through his abdomen. He rests in a pool of blood. A gruesome scene lies in front of you. The dead body of Vlad, an elderly halfling crimson command outpost guard, is soaked in a pool of his own blood, mixed with the foul stench of messenger bird nest. The urge to gag may come easy to some of you from the smell and sight of this setting.
3: Oh my my God, he's he's supposed to be alive, right?
4: Yes,
2: un- undoubtedly. Um, I'm gonna immediately kind of like check his. Obviously, there's going to be no pulse, but I'm going to also hopefully feel a temperature. I want to try and figure out a time of death.
0: Okay. Give me a medicine check.
2: You want medicine check?
0: Is that a thing? Yeah, it is. Okay. (laughs) 12. All right. Uh, Let's partner that up with a survival check. 20. All right. So from your experience, mostly dealing with finding like dead animals in the forest, you can somewhat find the time of death with him and it seems like it was maybe six hours ago or so. Okay. Uh, guys,
2: this seems kind of recent, at least sometime within the last 24 hours, I
0: think. You pick up his arm, and you like you can check to see if he's like bending still. Mm-hmm. Rigor mortis is definitely not set up. Yeah.
2: He, he's still soft and malleable. There's, This was
0: recent.
3: I'm going to start looking around immediately. Same. Not like looking around the scene, but like turning my head. Okay.
0: <laughs> They might still be here. So, as you start frantically looking around, the sun starts to set on the horizon, and a chill comes over this hot area as the sun declines on the horizon. It is now an hour before sunset, and in the dim light, you see a dark mist gather 30 feet away in front of the cottage. It forms into three separate shadowy forms, and then morphs into physical beings. Three shadow assassins dressed in dark leather Come to. They are the same style of assassins from Gamor, led by Velmir. Shadow blades, wisping with dark energy, form in each of their hands, and they lunge forward. Give me initiatives. First up, assassin number one. And yes, I gave them all separate initiatives. Oh, oh no. <laughs> That means something. Darkness appears. Oh, no. Darkness. Magical darkness. Finch, Thelamir, Astra, and Keth, all four of you just see a wall of darkness, like almost the side of Mithron, basically. And Doroth is inside of it with these three shadowy beings. Question. All right. Since I have devil's sight, can I see through it? Can you see through it, or can you see when you're inside it?
5: It says I can see normally in darkness, magical or otherwise, up to 120 feet. All right, you can see inside. It is not
0: Mithran-style darkness. Finally. <laughs> <laughs>
5: Took that evocation
0: so long ago. It is finally coming. in use. The first time it's useful. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Shadow 1 attacks you, Dorth. Of course. So the Shadow Blade he attacks with, he swings, and is a 27. That's a hit. Uh, 10 necrotic damage but it's also a hybrid of slashing. So if you have a resistance to either, you don't resist against it. I do not
3: have a resistance to either.
0: But then he also takes like a grab at you with his opposite hand for a 17. That's a hit. Okay. Hmm. And you take an additional My God. 13 necrotic damage. What's the fuck? But also... What the fuck? <laughs> Stop doing stuff. <laughs> Your temporary strength is reduced by four. Shit, Bambi. What? Why? (laughs) He's sucking the life out of you. So yeah, you see him take a slash with this sword and he cuts across your chest and you like kind of limp back a little bit, shocked at what's happening because you can't see inside here. No. Uh, And then he grabs you by the arm and you feel you, you become fatigued almost instantly. You can feel the energy drained out of you. It's bad. It's real bad, y'all. And after him, it's Finch's turn. Really wish it wasn't. Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what wasn't. to do. <laughs> well, I always allow delaying.
2: How far would it take for me to get to like over, to get like a little cover on the side of the Scottish? Can I do that in a turn?
0: Yeah, that's less than 30 feet.
2: All right, let me run over there. And then I'll just kind of scream, Thorith, to me! In hopes that he'll be able to hear me and dart that way.
0: Give me a performance check. Six.
3: New dice. Let's so, go. So your
0: DC <laughs> for this perception check, Doroth, is 14. 18. All right. You hear Finch scream to your right, Doroth, to me. I'm assuming you're not doing any kind of actions.
2: Yeah, I guess is should I delay or can I delay or well, is that the turn? Then? Because
0: you moved, it's not delaying anymore. Even with the cunning action thing? Even with the cunning action. If you started your turn, I'm not going to allow you to delay. Fair enough. But you can still continue doing things like you still have your action available.
2: I'm not going to shoot into darkness. So well, uh,
0: technically you'll only have disadvantage on the targets. If you can't see anybody, you still can make an attack.
2: Well, shit, yeah, I'll take a disadvantage shot at somebody. Okay.
0: And since it's going to be disadvantage, I'll use the
2: crossbow to try and help me out a little bit. Oh, that's a bad
0: disadvantage. Um going to be 14. That is a miss. You don't hear an impact from the arrow and it just kind of disappears sound wise. After Finch, we are on to assassin number two.
3: I know, I know, Dave. Just do it. Mm. Do it.
0: You're the only one in there.
3: You drew the fucking. <laughs> oh, never mind. It's, it's just a It's Dandy. It's just a game. <laughs> It's only my life that's a game. <laughs> 26 for the blade.
1: Yeah, that's some fucking <laughs> All right, no more dice from Awesome Dice,
0: you guys. Yeah. No, y'all need to get dice from Awesome Dice.
2: Then we'll this all be on the I same
3: playing done. field.
0: <laughs> then we can beat David. Get more D&D. dice from
3: AwesomeDice.com using offer code ORBS <laughs> is not going to raise my AC. I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> 11 damage with the blade. Ow. Yeah. And then he also grabs you. Of course he does. That's a 20.
3: They can't keep their hands off me, dude.
0: Well, the damage is only five for the grab. All right. But the strength drain is six. What happens if he drops to zero? You die.
6: <laughs> oh, my
0: <God>. uh, Yeah. <laughs> Fuck, dude.
3: Dave.
6: Are you down?
7: Not uh, yet.
3: Yeah. Not yet.
7: He's real excited about this.
3: Yeah. <laughs> this is dope, dude. <laughs> this is amazing. I love this. I'm gonna let
0: out a, a little whimper. <laughs>
3: <laughs> and maybe that could be audible to my friends.
0: Yeah, give me perception I'd, checks, everybody. I'd love to think that at well, least I can hear it. Happening. I can see this, yeah, right? Yeah, you okay. see it all happening. You basically see the magical energy being pulled from Doroth.
7: 15, 16.
0: Y'all all hear Doroth whimper <laughs> in pain. Bernard! Oh, <laughs> <they're not. laughs> <laughs> After. That assassin on to Felomir. Okay. What would I have to do
5: to attempt to physically pull Doroth out of the darkness? Is there, like, an
0: assist action? If you grab him and pull him away, it will not trigger an opportunity attack for them. Okay.
5: And does would that count as using an action for me?
0: Because the grapple would the be grapple needed? The grapple would be it. I would say that's an action.
5: Okay. Cool. Um, I am going to run up to Doroth. And just kind of like grab him by the the collar of his shirt and just pull him out and kind of just toss him behind me. And okay. I
3: would like to use a bardic bardic inspiration die before okay. I actually know that this is happening.
0: Um, this. Hold on, before okay. I make you, before I confirm and say that it's for sure a grapple. He's different to me because he's one pound. Right. I think picking up an item during combat is one of the free actions. And I'm going to consider Doroth an item. <laughs> an object.
4: What? <laughs> <laughs> put put
3: wow. Doroth in your inventory. Nice. <laughs> I should not be arguing this because this works in my favor. You're just not going to call me an object, bro. Like, no,
5: like I'm
0: not, not cool. No. Yeah, pick up a dropped ax is a free action. So I'm going to say axe, that he says. you could pick up Doris.
5: I mean, plus he has no strength left whatsoever, yeah. too, on top of that.
0: Alright, I'm gonna gonna I'm
3: gonna use my bardic inspiration real quick okay. as a reaction. Someone come grab me now! Your bard is going down! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you get a D8.
0: Cool. Alright, so you grab him, and are you running back to where you were? Yeah, we'll say maybe five feet
5: further away, and I want to attempt to put Doroth five feet behind me, and then I would like to Cast the Shillelagh as my bonus action.
0: Okay. And in my turn. Uh, well, you still didn't use an action.
5: Well, then I will still cast Shillelagh and also cast Eldritch Blast at the uh, the one of the assassin guys.
0: Okay. Uh, just you're going to send two at one. Correct. Okay. Give me the attacks. Uh, sixteen and a fifteen. They both miss. Two Eldritch Blast fly through the darkness. Y'all see these force missiles just kind of go into the darkness and disappear. But you did see Felomir run in, grab Dorth, run back and throw him on the ground behind him, and then shoot the Eldritch Blast.
3: By the way, Dorth don't look good. Yeah, Doroth look
0: Dorth she- look bad. His
3: cheeks are like slunk in and
0: shit. He looks older than me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and after Felomir, we are on to the other assassin. More darkness, yay! Fuck, dude. So yeah, the last assassin uses his darkness and covers all of you in it, except for Finch, who's hiding behind the cottage, and rushes towards Keth. Bring it. 28 for the sword. Critical miss on the grab. Bitch. So just the uh, sword hits. For only eight slashing hybrid necrotic damage,
7: i do not have resistance because i am not
0: enraged and if you did have resistance through your rage for it wouldn't matter it wouldn't matter because it's it's also necrotic
3: brutal bull hockey (laughs)
0: all of this bull hockey Uh, so yeah he throws his darkness out into the area then rushes forward and slashes at you with his blade and then tries to make a grab but you easily just like after getting hit with the blade you easily just kind of move out of the way like take a step back so he can't reach and after that assassin, we're on to Doroth.
3: I'm going to try to move towards Finch as much as I can. I don't think I can make it all the way there. Give
0: me but- a perception check. This will be like a, uh, did you see it before the darkness went up where he was?
3: Oh, no, I
0: didn't. Uh, let's see. I'm going to see if you know where he was. So 15. Yeah, I think you would see that in that case. So okay. yeah, you, you know where Finch is relatively. We'll say like you're careful about moving through the darkness first. So we'll say like, until you get out of the darkness, your speed is halved.
3: Okay. Um, I'm gonna use my entire movement to go as far toward him as possible. And then I'm going to use Misty Step. Okay. To go the rest of the way. Okay.
0: All right. So you take cover using Misty Step behind Finch. And is that it for your turn? Yes. I'm just like hiding behind Finch. Like,
3: oh, don't face them. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Keth, it is your turn. I'm going to enrage and start swinging recklessly. Okay. Uh, So swinging recklessly means you will nullify the disadvantage. All right. I'm swinging with my Warhammer twice. Okay.
7: So that first one is going to be a 23. 23 is a hit. Second one is a crit miss.
0: How do we handle a crit miss? In the darkness. In the darkness. (laughs) well one of your guys had a crit miss what happened to
3: him? yeah how'd you deal with it in the darkness like, he's
0: not a hero he doesn't get the benefit of the crit chart y'all get the benefit of the crit chart y'all gotta have crit misses be bad
5: have him have him drop Dude, his weapon you should oh, make a crit no. miss chart
0: why did you just no. <laughs> have him drop his weapon whose side are you on all my? right give me a 50 50 shot on if you drop your weapon all right
7: so d100 or
0: d20 rather Above 10, or above 11 or more? 11. 11? All right. You keep your hammer in your hand.
3: (laughs) Just barely. (laughs) He, like, fumbles it.
0: You take one big hit into him. like trying to pick up a ping pong ball. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You take one big hit into his chest, and then you, like, kind of lose grip, and it kind of fumbles in your hand, and then you catch it. And the damage? Nine. Nine damage. Legending. After cut, we are on to Astra.
1: I cast Daylight.
0: Perfect. There it is. Now, daylight, does it remove darkness? If it is
1: a third level or lower spell, it is dispelled.
0: All right. And it's a 60-foot radius from you?
1: Yes. We'll say I'll put it on my shield. Okay.
0: And how long does it stay? One hour. Damn. All right. So... You remove the darkness, and you all get to see these assassins now in their dark leather and their hooded cloaks. They actually kind of whimper at the daylight. Hmm. They seem to be weak in this shining light.
1: As a bonus action, I'm also going to cast Spiritual Weapon. (laughs) Damn.
3: Toss that shit.
0: Okay. So don't forget Life Force. Yeah. And that ends the round. So it's back at the top of the order with assassin number one. Assassin number one runs to you, Keth, and takes a slash with his sword for a 11. He, he has advantage, because I recklessly attack. Oh, attacked. you're right. Mm. Mm. For a 23. That is a hit. And then his grab for a 27. That is also a hit. Low damage on the sword, seven damage. It's not what I care about, Dave. Yeah, Keth needs his strength. <laughs>
7: oh, no, that's
0: right. <laughs> yup. 12 damage on the grab. Six straight.
7: Foot- oh my
0: God. <laughs> no. <laughs>
7: Damn. I'm down to a plus one now.
0: What? Really? He's uh, okay, a 12. Yeah. I well, thought two. you had like a plus five. I got plus, yeah, four. plus four. Oh, shit. You are down to a plus one. Is he taking them feats? All right. This assassin runs up and slashes you once. And I guess maybe like you were also shocked by the daylight. And so you kind of got stunned in your reckless attack. So he easily came up and just slashed against your side and then grabbed your rib cage, Ugh. Drains you of your strength. And after him is Finch. So did you damage
2: the guy that was uh, messing yeah, with you? Yeah,
0: Okay, so. He damaged, yes, one of them. And I'm going to make you choose which one you're attacking because you did not see him hit. This is true. It was dark oh, yeah, when it we happened. in the
5: darkness. Yeah, you can't really factor damage into your choice okay so if there are choice. two
2: that are equally as close to geth i will pick which one is closest to me then because in my head that's the better shot okay so that is the one i'm going to throw hunter's mark on all right will that one also get hunter colossus
0: that one is not wounded okay
2: so i would like to assume that i was probably kneeling when uh it was dark to try and get a better like aim and shot and then so as Doroth comes running around me, I want to, with my left hand, be handing him a, uh, one of my greater healing potions. Cool. And then I would like the light to come up. And then as soon as that happens, I'd like he's going to take the potion and I'm going to stand up and draw out my bow and take two shots.
0: Beautiful. All right, let's see that attack.
2: 15 is one. Oh, and then the second one's a crit. What up? Yeah. Right.
0: so 15 on the first one, crit on the second one? Yeah.
3: And Finch is a hero so he gets the benefit of the crit shard.
0: <laughs> yeah, give me a critical roll. The 15 is a miss. Bummer. But the crit is obviously a crit. 17. Wait, did you say you're doing this with a crossbow? No, I, I, okay. I, I used the bow to okay. take two shots. Just making sure. So you did 17? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, it's max damage. Very cool. Okay, so that is a... I'm sorry. Max damage times two.
5: Okay. So it's 2d6, one for sneak, one for hunter's mark, 1d8 for your weapon damage, It's twenty. And your modifier. What, Twenty Which plus is a four, so twenty-four doubled,
0: forty-eight. Yeah, forty-eight. 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 So you take a shot. You send one arrow right over his head, and the other one flies true. It hits him in the shoulder. When it hits, it goes completely through him into the other side, and then he turns and looks at you briefly. And you only did 24 damage. Man. What? Hmm. What? He's
7: resistant and he... non magic shit, I bet.
3: Finch is a hero. Man.
0: I'm a hero. <laughs> <laughs>
5: yeah, his He's his longbow this. ain't heroic.
0: <laughs> After Finch, we are on to assassin number two, who saw that accurate shot. No. Oh. <laughs> the assassin runs up to you, Finch, and attacks. For A13. AC15. Cool. And then the grab is a 14. Uh, so he slashes and grabs at you, but you dodge both. Just doing a little dance away from him. That's me. Then we move on to Pelomyr. Uh What is that next to me? Is that the dead
5: body? It is. Okay. That's the dead body of Vlad, the elderly halfling. The impalee.
2: <laughs> the Vlad the Impaled. <laughs>
5: yeah. I got to go with the Witch Bolt. All right. What's the target? The target will be the closest assassin to me, which is the one on Keth. All
0: right. Uh, give me the attack. 27. 27 is a hit. Oh, he pulling out some some D12, dude, on deck. 28 28 damage. lightning damage? Correct. So you shoot lightning from your fingers and connect with the target, and you see him shake for a moment, and then he turns and looks at you and just seems to absorb the energy. Motherfucker. I'm being tough on y'all.
3: He's also resistant to damage. <laughs> what?
0: He has some vulnerability. After Felomir, we are on to the third assassin, which attacks you again, Cath. Is this still with advantage?
7: Yeah, I think it applies the until my next turn.
0: Well, he actually has disadvantage in sunlight, oh, so well, that's, uh... nullifies the advantage, but it's still a 24. For the sword, and then a 17 on the grab. Cool. So you avoided the strength drain and you're only taking the damage. And that will be 18 hybrid slashing necrotic damage.
3: Stop. Leave us alone.
0: <laughs> we need to do kill me. everybody. Look, y'all, we're getting to the end of Act 3. It's going to get high yeah, soon. As for it's right now, oh, we're all yeah. going to die.
2: <laughs> Who are these motherfuckers? Four orbs over. And the heroes died in the forbes lived
5: happily ever after. <laughs>
0: so we are on to Doroth. Okay, um
3: Don't forget that greater healing potion. Okay, I'm gonna drink that right now. Uh I got eleven health back from that potion.
0: Really? Yes. Did you add the four? Like forty four plus four?
3: Oh wow. Uh no. So fifteen. Uh, so fifteen. Woo.
0: So that was your free action to drink a potion?
3: Yes. Um and then move back ten feet and I'm gonna shoot at him with my wand of mental strife. All and I'm right. gonna say, your dick is incorporeal. <laughs>
4: shoot at him, <laughs> that's the <a> psychic damage. <laughs> I hope he's not resistant to it. <laughs> Let's see.
3: Oh, that is gonna be a 26.
0: 26 is a hit. Nine damage. You actually kind of see him, like, shake, and he doesn't seem to absorb. He seems to, like, kind of struggles to come back into a stance to fight before it is his turn. He does not seem to be resistant. Ooh. Okay. After, Doroth, we're on to Kef.
7: After flight formation. And I'm going to rotate around to where I'm behind the guy in front of me. And she will be in front of him if she moves up, and I will make an attack. All right. Damn, First they got a attack. formation, dude.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, ladies. <laughs> uh-huh. You should have said that.
3: Oh wait.
0: <laughs> to do that, you did leave the. I guess technically I did. Uh, the other guy. He would just get a normal attack, right? Yeah, not he A grabby grab. Not a grabby grab. All just right. normal slash attack for a twenty. Defender wins. Defender wins.
7: All right, so my first one would be an 18, but my strength is negative three and a bonus, so 15 for the first one. And the second one is a
0: 18. 15 and 18? 18 hits, 15 does not. Are you attacking recklessly? No. 10. 10 bludgeoning damage?
7: Yes, but I have the amulet.
0: Oh, yeah, it's a
7: magical hammer hammer now. Mm -hmm. That's why I said drop the weapon. Yeah. I got the D. E. I'm on your side. I actually <laughs> forgot about that. I figured. I was. I was actually hoping that
5: I. Yeah, would we drop passed the over that in the recap, didn't we? Yeah, we did pass
0: over that. Cause I. I completely forgot. I could have made you drop that fucking weapon.
2: have <laughs> just felt summoned about
0: about it back. That have perfect. Yeah. Uh, but you also can't be disarmed. Yeah. True. <laughs> Uh, after keth we are on to Astra. Flank formation. <laughs> <laughs> okay,
1: I am going to get in formation. Yes. I am going to use Twin Spell to cast Sacred Flame on both of these dudes.
0: Okay. Or they do dexterity attacks or dexterity saves. And they have a disadvantage in daylight. <laughs> but still a 22 on the first one. But a crit miss on the second one.
1: That is seven plus five. 12.
0: Doubled because they're vulnerable to radiant nice. damage.
1: Yo. Also, um, I'm going to move my spiritual weapon to flank that guy, even though it doesn't matter, and do a ranged attack on him.
0: Oh, you mean a melee attack?
1: Yeah. That is a nine. So nine plus five. So
0: 14. Yeah. 14 is still a miss. So he sees the blade kind of move in towards him and just kind of dodges to the side. But then he realizes all this radiant energy just got pulled down on him and he burns from this holy light. He just kind of like moves out of the way and then steps back into position as the other radiant damage comes in. After Astro, we are on to Assassin number one, which attacks you, Keth, and he does have disadvantage. So that's going to be a 13. So definitely not high enough. Uh, the second one, though, is going to be a 21. And that's the growl. Oh. So the damage is 12. Oh. The street reduction is five. No. Ugh. No. It's bad. It's real
7: yeah, bad. Dude. So seven? Eleven in total. And the, yeah, it would be a negative two.
5: Or uh, yeah, because eight and nine is minus one, seven is minus two. You can actually roll <laughs> nothing but crits, dude. <laughs>
3: <Ugh>. <laughs>
4: <Such>.
3: <laughs> Finch, it's your turn. Damn. I want to use Bardic Inspiration on Finch. All right. Real quick. Finch, I believe in you. You got this. An educated guess is a hypothesis. <laughs> 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 you get a D8. I get a D8? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, and yeah. That
2: goes towards
0: uh, uh, your attack roll. Attacks, attack not not damage. Roll. That's good. That's good.
3: Fellamer also has a D8 that he has not used.
0: I have not needed to use it yet. Finch, it is your turn, and you have the Bardic Inspiration.
2: I'm going to use this newfound cunning action that I have. Mm-hmm. All right, what action to realize you... this guy's right in front of me, and it's going to be hard <laughs> to shoot him.
0: So, what action are you going to use with your cunning action? Disengage.
2: All right, I'm going to take out the crossbow. All right, and I'm going to use sharpshooter.
0: All right, anything else special about your gonna, the crossbow? Uh, you're gonna I'm use?
2: hopefully using the hunter's marks guy that I've
0: okay. chosen. Nineteen. Nineteen is a hit. Twenty-four. So twenty-four damage. And you did this with the crossbow? Yes, I did. Did you do anything
6: special with that crossbow?
0: What do you
5: mean? No, he didn't.
0: Was there something special to do with the crossbow? Yeah. So, yeah, you take the shot. It's a piercing bolt, regular bolt. Okay. And it takes half damage. (laughs) (laughs) After Finch, we are on to assassin number two, which is the one that was near you, Finch. He runs up on you to attack. For a 16 to hit, so the sword hits, and then the grab is a 11, so that is a miss. Oh wait, they have disadvantage, so oh, yeah. that would have missed on the mm-hmm. sword. So let me reroll on the grab. 16 on the grab for the first one, and then 20 on the second one. So 16 grab hits.
2: Yeah, yeah, I'm 15. Okay.
0: 14 necrotic damage and five strength reduction. You use dex though, right? He does see, use dex. And after that assassin runs up and tries to slash you, but you dodge and then he grabs you by the chest doing some necrotic damage and, sh- and draining you of your strength, he is onto Felomir. Are you still connected with the witchbolt? Mm, I'll drop it. Okay.
5: And I will cast two Eldritch Blasts at the one that I was connected to. Okay. I will use my Bardic Inspiration on one of those rays.
3: Yay!
5: That's going to be a 29. It's a hit. And a
0: 23. Both hit. Or 16 damage total. Beautiful. You take two blasts out from your wrist and kind of swirl them around each other, and they hit him directly almost in the same spot, and he just dissipates into leather armor just on the ground. He is no longer there.
1: It's Whew. funny because I just listened to episode
0: 21. 21 Act 2 yeah. prequel. Oh, yeah, nice. I listened to that recently too. <laughs>
5: Y'all some nerds. Yep.
0: <laughs> After... Fellow Amir destroys that one. We go on to assassin number three, attacking Kev.
3: Oh. Kev,
0: protect. 15 on the sword. 16 on the grab. Miss. So he misses. So you're just dipping and diving, dodging. Very weakly.
1: <laughs> dipping and diving. like that. He's dipping like Drunken
0: down. Master, just so weak, <laughs> he's just moving out of the way. And then after that assassin, we are on to Dorth.
3: I am going to look the assassin that is on Finch in the eye and say, uh, "Ooh, you're ugly under that mask and use a vicious mockery.
0: All right. Uh, That's going to be a wisdom wisdom save. save. 10. He failed. And this was targeting the one nearest you, right? Yes. Uh, 2d4 damage
3: for seven damage. And uh, he has disadvantage on his next. Attack roll.
0: Beautiful. He uh, kind of vibrates in a weird way from just the damage. They haven't been speaking to each other or anything. They obviously don't speak to each other. But, yeah, you, you, you're, you're obviously doing damage to him. After but we are on to cut.
7: All right. So the first thing I'm going to do is pop one of my major healing potions real quick because I'm pretty fucked up. All right. So 9 plus 3
0: is 12. 12 HP back. It's something. It's a little something-something.
7: I got a bonus action to shove him. I'm going to try to shove him to the ground.
0: Okay. Uh, And that's grapple versus grapple, right? Yep. Um, And they can choose to use acrobatics? Acrobatics, athletics, whatever's higher.
7: And does he have disadvantage?
0: He does. I have advantage because I'm enraged. He got a 7. 12 total. All right. So you shove him to the ground. He's now prone. Cool.
7: And I'm going to attack him recklessly. All right. Don't you get advantage already?
0: Oh, yeah, I do. Never mind. Yeah, you don't need to do a reckless. My bonus is now a three, so it'd be a 14 and a 13. 14 and 13 both miss. <laughs> that was, that <laughs> was my this first.
7: prone target. I guess 14 would be the higher one of those.
0: 17? Oh, okay. So the first one was 14. That was my advantage. Okay. Yeah. So 14 and then 17. 17 does hit. Uh, 8 plus 4, 12, 12. Damage. So Kath, you uh shove him to the ground and then you take your hammer and slam it into the ground, missing him, and then you get mad, so you just bring it back up, bring it back down on his back, and he like kind of collapses to the ground after that hit. But then we are onto Astra.
1: Has anyone done necrotic damage on them? Nope. No. Um also you forgot to do wild magic my last
0: turn. On the twin spell shit. Mm-hmm. But
1: that's okay because I'm doing it again. Okay. Oh. Wow, magic!
3: Oh. Wow.
0: Wow. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> wow, 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 Let's do the attack first. What you doing?
1: Two more sacred flames on both dudes. So they need to make uh, dexterity saving throws.
0: So 15 on the one nearest you. 13? So 13, he saves the one nearest you. The second one, the one nearest Finch and Dorth, gets a 12. So that one hits.
1: Word, and that is six damage.
0: Six damage doubled because they are vulnerable to radiant damage, and that was with twin spell? Yes. Okay, so let's do wild magic. Okay,
1: I'm also wild. going to do spiritual weapon as well.
0: Okay, let's do the- Wild magic first. Oh, we can do the spiritual weapon first, go ahead. And that's gonna be the prone target in front of you? Uh, Yes. So he gets the spiritual weapon, we'll get advantage.
1: So twenty four.
0: Twenty four is a hit. One d eight plus two. Four. Four, four damage. damage, and this is just slashing damage.
5: It depends on what kind of weapon you created. You can create. You choose the weapon. Yeah. Typically, it, it goes to whatever deity you follow.
0: But okay, you generally we'll get say to it choose. probably became a mace because yeah. you use a mace. That's what I would have done. Uh, so bludgeoning damage. And it is magical, right? Because mm-hmm. it's a magical for, weapon. For the purpose of resistances. It's for the purpose of resistances. So, four damage, you said. Which means it's time for wild
7: magic! Wild wild magic. Wild
1: magic! Is that eight?
7: Yeah, I think that's an eight. Eight. Oh no! <laughs> it's I a bad do one. I not
5: remember it's an a bad eight one. before. You this become be a ma'am. dwarf. <laughs> you cast fireball on yourself. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, that is one.
7: Yep. Oh, it is. Mm-hmm. Is that what it is? You cast
0: fireball yep. oh, oh, my. as a, oh, oh, oh. a third-level spell. Oh. Well, centered on yourself, but. you just killed me and probably oh. you too. Oh. Can't awaken, can
7: My God.
4: Oh I? no! <laughs> <laughs>
2: We're all gonna run for our lives. <laughs> what have we done?
5: No, this ain't good. This is not good. Oh man. Do
1: I roll damage?
5: Yeah, you gonna roll damage. Well, like Sixty six or something. Send it on yourself, twenty foot radius. I am just outside of that. <laughs> Thank God. Holy shit. Eight D six. Oh and a deck saving throw. D six fire damage. But they do get deck saves though, right? Everyone. Kath gets
0: one. I'm gonna prone say guy. No. I'm gonna say the prone guy does not get it. He's taken full damage. Uh, sixteen. So you save, which means you take half damage. Whew. Does she get a
5: deck save
1: though? Uh, how?
5: I mean, everyone in the radius of a normal fireball gets does one. it hit her? I would say yes.
1: It's centered on me, correct?
3: You're in fire. Yeah, I guess it just hits you.
1: All right, let's do this. Ooh, lots of twos. Nice. Okay. That
0: was a lot of twos. 20. 20 fire damage. So, Keth, you'll definitely take 10. The target in front of you will take the full 20, which actually kills him. Nice. Ooh, cool.
1: Well, that was for something.
0: Now, the question is, does D get a deck save against herself?
5: I say it makes sense to me because any creature that's inside of a fireball gets a deck save, but it's also wild magic, unexpected. Yeah. Cast it on yourself, so that could be the argument for not getting it. That's, that's a, a strict DM call.
0: I'm going to say that you could feel the energy building up and that you weren't able to control it. So you could drop down and go prone to take less damage. Stop, drop, and roll. Stop, drop, and roll. I'll give it to you. So you can take a deck save against yourself. Uh, 13. Defender wins. Who's the defender? Who is the defender? <laughs> She's the defender of herself.
3: <laughs> yeah, either way, she saves. <laughs> wow,
1: the mon fuck.
0: So, yeah, you like drop prone and like cover your head to basically shield oh, yourself. Wait,
1: is it saving from my sorcerer or from my cleric? Sorcerer. You sorcerer. 14 is my sorcerer.
0: Oh. So then that's a fail, huh? Then it's no. a fail. You take the full 20. No. All right. <laughs>
1: That's okay. I haven't taken damage except for
0: spells.
3: Why y'all telling on yourselves today? What what is
0: happening? (laughs) We don't want to sell our audience short. But yeah, you fail. So you take a full 20. You've killed that one. There's only one remaining, and it's the one next to Finch. That was Astra's turn. So we are back to the top of the order for assassin number one, which is dead. Finch. It's your turn.
2: All right. So he's like up on me. He's up on you, engaged. All right. I'm going to stay engaged. Ooh. Oh. And oh. A shit. Bold move. I'm going to whip out my bowie knife. Oh. All right. I'm going to make sure that I move Hunter's Mark onto him in case it hasn't been moved onto him. Yep. And then, yeah. gonna Make see, a bowie knife. See Jack. if I can hurt him.
0: 12. 12. Both. Miss. Yes. So you slash twice with the bowie knife, holding your bow in the other hand, just kind of using it as like a deflector if needed, and he dodges all the attacks. Bummer. And then it's on to him. He has disadvantage. He already had disadvantage. Oops. From the sunlight, but. Whatever.
3: His feelings are hurt.
2: His feelings are
0: hurt. <laughs> He's demoralized. Well, Finch, you can do something else on your turn.
2: Oh, uh, You know what? Let me. Well... I could, like, you know, run away, but then that just puts Doroth right in the line of fire.
0: <laughs> no, dude, I got
3: this. You got it? I, I'm i not going to say I got this, but I have a contingency plan.
0: Okay. Well, like,
3: from when I was in the darkness and they were ganging up on me, I had a plan. What, would, I was what
0: like, would Finch do?
3: Yeah. You don't know that I have a plan.
0: Would Finch get out of the way or take the attacks?
3: Not
2: yet. As of right now, Finch would probably still act as, like, a shield for Doroth. Okay.
0: So then he attacks and I quit on the second one. So the disadvantage is with a 15 on the hit. I'm armor class 15. Defender wins for the, for the sword. 19 on the grab. That is going to connect. For 13 necrotic damage. Okay. And then one strength drain. And after that assassin slashes at you and you dodge and then grabs you, draining you of your energy, it is now onto to Felomir's turn.
5: All right. um, We'll say that fireball just went off right in front of my face. Mm -hmm. So I'll, like, turn to, like, shield myself, and then I'll notice Finch getting attacked over in the corner there, and I'll, like, I'll walk maybe 10 feet in that direction and fire uh, two more Eldritch Blasts at that guy. For a uh, 21 and a 23. Both hit. Um, That's going to be 11
0: damage total. 11 force damage, right? Yes. you kill him,
5: Kame. I imagine I'll be like scrambling away because I was five feet away from that fireball. So I'll be like, oh shit, turn and run, like stumble forward 10 feet, look up, see Finch in danger, getting grabbed. Be like, not today. <laughs> 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 and I'll shoot my 2 elders blast from my, uh, we'll say I'm on one knee.
0: Okay. I'll just shoot him uh, in the back. And then the shadow assassin just kind of melds into his armor. The armor just falls to the ground and there is a quiet that takes on the area. Hey, companions. Hope you're enjoying the episode. Stopping you here for a little bit to do a little mid-roll to remind you to drop us your Apple podcast reviews. They mean a lot to us. It's a great morale boost, and it helps us get up in those charts. And we have a little special segment we're bringing back. In the studio with me, I have Kath. The giant slayer. Nope, 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 nope. No, no. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah, don't, don't call me that anymore. I, f- I forgot about that part of the story. I'm the champion again, though. You are the champion of Yin, Keith, the champion of Yin. There, there you go. And we have brought back an old segment. It's been, it's been a while, Kath. It's been a long while. But uh, there is a haiku I would like for you to read to the best of your ability. All right.
7: Bang, smoke shot rings out upon the open water.
0: That ain't. Tussling. Now that's a good one right there. That
7: is a good one.
0: And that is submitted to us by Jeremy Kleinhans, the GM of Midnight Kingdoms, another DD podcast. Thank you, Kev.
7: Thank you, Jeremy, for that awesome haiku.
0: You have killed the three shadow assassins, and it is nighttime. sun is setting. There's a dead body of a Crimson Command Guard. What do y'all want to do? I'm going to stumble towards Astra and just be, Astra, what happened? Are you okay?
7: Yeah,
1: I, I'm i okay. Are you okay?
0: Oh, no. Both of you are kind of smoldering.
1: Okay. Also, how bad off does everybody else look?
0: Uh, Kat's pretty rough, I think. Doroth, pretty rough, I believe. I'm kneeling. Tholomir, you're pretty okay, right? I am perfectly fine. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, Finch, I think you took a little bit. I took a little bit of damage. I, I'm probably
2: looking all right, though.
1: Okay, um, between me and Keth, I'm going to use Channel Divinity to preserve life and give us 15 HP divided.
0: Okay, so eight and seven.
1: Yeah, I'll give Keth eight and myself seven.
0: All right. Dorth, Felomir, and Finch. I will uh, just touch my chest.
3: Dorth makes things better. (laughs) (laughs) And I'll give myself a a, uh, cure here um let's 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 do it at level three,
0: all right, so three d eight plus your healing modifier, yeah, now
5: I see everybody healing, but as far as their like feebleness so yeah,
0: the strength drain, the way that works, uh I'm just gonna go ahead and just throw it out there in order to regain your strength. you must finish a short or long rest, mm, right.
1: So rather than healing more, it might do us good to just take a rest.
3: It might. I am going to start stumbling towards the cabin. Okay. And just go inside. All
0: right. So, yeah, this is this cottage is, like, very well made. It's very groomed on the outside, but you have not seen the inside yet. You see Doroth walking towards the front door, stumbling that way. Yeah.
2: No, my plan was going to kind of be to turn and make sure that Doroth was okay and then start walking towards the cottage as well.
5: Okay. I guess while those two go in, I assume we're going to be taking a short rest in there. So since I am fine, I would like to investigate the outside area,
0: specifically the corpse. Okay. Uh, Go ahead and give me an investigation check. 16. 16. All right. So you uh, kind of pull the body out of the pool of blood and get it to a dry spot. Uh, It's pretty soaked at this point. Like it's pretty much the entire front of him is just covered in like a dark red blood. And this—he got stabbed, stabbed through the abdomen multiple times. Okay. And you start to kind of rifle through his pockets and everything. Uh, you do find eighty-one silver pieces, so you can just go ahead and transfer that to gold. So eight gold, one silver. You find a key.
5: Uh, what kind of? Just key? a
0: little brass key.
5: Okay, just a stereotypical standard yeah. key.
0: Okay. Also, you recognize that he's wearing a necklace. It's pretty much the same necklace that wears for Crimson Command Allegiance. I think it's the piece that they wear to assuming you still have that.
2: Yeah, I believe it's called a Crimson Command
5: Amulet. Yeah,
0: Crimson Command Amulet. Okay. Nothing else in his stuff, though.
5: Okay. And then after I'm done with that, I would join in the cabin. Okay, so you start walking towards the cabin.
0: Astra, I believe you were going to do something else.
1: Um, If we're probably going to rest inside the cabin, I'm just going to wait on more healing.
0: Okay. Uh, And Keth? Yeah, if I see everyone going towards the cabin, I'll follow. Okay. So, Doroth, you get to the door, and you go to open it. It's locked.
3: Uh, I know there's a bed in here.
0: Uh, I think I can
5: can help with that, and I'll walk over with the key I found Mm -hmm. and try it on the door. It opens. I will open the door.
0: Awesome. So you open up the door. Inside, you see a 15 by 20 foot cabin. There is a bed. There is like a rocking chair, a stove, like an old cast iron stove attached to some sort of chimney, and there is like a pretty much half a wall shelving of just food. Also, there's a desk with a chair, and there's papers just all over it.
3: I am going to go straight for the bed and just lay face down
5: on the bed. I'd like to go to the desk and the papers and see if there's anything that reaches out at me. Uh, I will join Finch at the desk, and before he presumably inspects it, I would like to turn to him and say, um, I, I inspected your uh, your crimson command compatriot, and, and this is what I found on him. I think you should have it. And I'll give him the necklace and the eight gold and one silver. Okay. Uh, so do with this what you will. Give him a solemn nod and pocket the stuff, I guess, for now.
6: Okay.
0: Kath and Astra, before I get to Finch and his investigation.
1: I'll investigate the rest of the place.
0: Just in general? Yeah. I'm going to collapse on the floor. Okay. So let's start with Finch's investigation. I will be helping him with this, too. Okay, so who has the higher investigation check? Two for me. Uh, I have a one, so you. All right, so Felomir, give me a investigation check with advantage. Uh, critical. All right. Nice, yes, dude. Ooh. So I did say the desk is riddled with papers. It's not, like, messy, though. It's very organized and clean, but there are a shit ton of papers all over the place. On the right side, we'll say that there's, like, a little, like, outgoing box, but it's not labeled outgoing. And you see a bunch of parchment. And as you go through it briefly, you notice that it's all different handwriting. Apparently, this is messages he has received from areas all over Asus. And keep in mind, the way the Crimson Command outpost works is if a message needs to go out to the organization as a whole from a specific location, that specific location sends a bird to every outpost. So it's just like a constant flow of 100%. birds in and out. And this is a very old man, he's probably been doing this for a while, so he's kind of figured out what he's doing. So it does help that he is completely organized. Uh, going through, I will say with your critical, you also went ahead and just did a detect magic scan because you thought maybe this could help. Uh, you do find a pen. Sweet. A quill that does not run out of ink. You don't nice. have to use an inkwell. It just constantly writes.
5: Oh, well, this is nice. <laughs> <laughs>
0: It has got a yellow glow, conjuration. It conjures ink to the pen and just constantly writes. That is the only magical item that you find in the place though. Cool. Through the papers, you start kind of reading through them. It does take some time to go through all of them. So while you're reading through them, I'm gonna go ahead and switch to Astra. Astra with your investigation check. 14. All right. So you kind of start going around the place, investigating things. And it seems that he did have a hidden stash somewhere
1: hmm.
0: right underneath the bed. Hmm. Uh, so you kind of just like lift up the, like, the mattress while Dorothy's face down on it because it was kind of peeking out the edge. And you pull out a sack of coin. 101 gold pieces. Fuck
3: Yeah. <laughs> just ransacking this man's <laughs> voice.
5: Thank
0: yeah. God. I need this dead I bad sweats. for
3: taking
5: this pin. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. I need
1: this fucking gold.
0: The four of you give me perception checks. The two of you with disadvantage. And the two of you for the podcast appointed, uh, Kef and Doroth, give me with disadvantage.
7: Uh, 14 on both of those. Uh, perception
3: is nine.
0: Critical miss. 16. Sorry, in total, that would be an 18. Are you being sneaky about the fact that you found these gold points? I mean, no. Okay. <laughs> Dark Astra. Uh, so 18. And what was yours? Uh, nine. Finch and Keth, you both see Astra pull out a sack of gold coins. You know they're gold because she reaches in and kind of pulls them out and looks at them. And you also heard the coins. So if you want to do anything with that information. I do can we, can we say
3: that I didn't even notice that she lifted the bed? Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you didn't even. You're, you're so fatigued. You're out. And I'm deep in this desk right now. So uh, So amongst the papers, first one that you find that kind of pops out is one specifically from High Captain Gate. It's your promotion letter that everyone got that says Flynn Cartwright, a.k.a. Finch, has been promoted to the rank of Master Scout of Asus. And then you also, like kind of really close underneath that, you find one that mentions Rokar and Brenn. Rokar being the master being promoted to the master scout of Solaria, which is the continent that y'all started on with Celavastral, Andrin, Rodana, Calandria, and Mithron. And then Bryn has been promoted to the master scout of Lunalia, which is the continent you're currently on that has Shandolin and Athern and Somar and Port Haven and the lost civilization of Lodron. Whatever that is. <laughs> <laughs> so you know that your boot camp friends have been promoted. You pretty much already knew that, but you, not, you had not seen a formal letter about it. And this kind of it kind of lifts your spirits a little bit. You also find a letter from Bryn Talith, the same format as the one that Dubro received. If you see Flynn Cartwright, please send him to Chandelin as I have found the Black Orb. Cool. I was going to ask that. So it appears that every single outpost has probably received a message. You are coming to Chandolin to get the Black Orb. Mm, they are all in no. danger. Oh,
2: don't feel oh. good about this oh. at all. Oh. This is probably something we should really think about.
0: Uh, and if that sparks a conversation right now, I'll go ahead and allow that. There are some more, inf- there is some more information I'd like to share. But if that kind of initiates they, something, they go can, for it.
2: Oh God, guys, um, this is this is the same letter that we received before we left Port Greasel. It must have gone to every outpost and. If they're attacking outposts now, then they know that at least I am now on my way to Chandelin to try and retrieve the black orb. Whoever has done this knows that I'm on the way.
5: Mm, that's not good. And th- those those creatures that we just fought, those assassins, they looked very familiar.
1: Yep. Were those the same shadow assassins that were on the beach after our fight with Delaro?
5: Yes, and the same ones from the attack
7: on Gamor. You can only assume there's more, right? Well, yes, of course. Who's to say they won't siege Chandelion like they did Gamor? Quite possible.
1: We should probably get there as soon as possible. Or not. I mean, after we rest, obviously. Thank you. Actually, I don't know how safe we are here. Would, I, I know, Dorothy, you're very injured, but Felomir, perhaps you could cast a hut for us tonight just to ensure our safety?
7: Of course. Thank you. A hut in the
0: hut. Double hut. Double hut. (laughs) (laughs) So as you go through the papers more, most of them are kind of like mundane information, Uh, not really anything that needs to be emphasized for the podcast sake. But one stands out, and it has something to do with Erlin, the town that is just on the way to Chandolin from here. It is the halfway point from here to Chandolin. And this probably didn't go out to all outposts. This is probably one for the region, kind of spreading the word. And this specific letter was addressed from the guard outpost out of Shandlin. I don't have a name. Oh, actually, I do.
2: So, wait, it's to Erland from Shandlin?
0: No, it's to the Crimson Command outpost in the region. Like, it probably didn't go, like... Across all of ASUS uh-huh. because it has to do okay, with it was the a regional the message. Yeah. Okay, we had a new Apple Podcast review come yes, in. I saw ah. you post that. And so we're going to use that name to really promote the idea that if you do one right now, you still can get your name into the bank.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: And if you've already <laughs> done one,
2: create a new account, and make a new review yes. under another alias, and then that name will get used. And just another keep doing alias. that.
0: <laughs> It's from a uh, guard outpost in Chandelin. The person signed Bimka Pine.
2: Bimka Pine. And
0: that is thanks to Apple Review user BM Calpine. Bimka Pine. Just going to get rid of the L and make BMCA a word. (laughs) (laughs) And this one says there is a weird disease that seems to be spreading across the area. In Erlin. Yes, in Erlin. Within the, ta- the river town of Erlen, there seems to be a disease that's spreading around and people are becoming very fatigued and like their limbs are kind of rotting away. And to be on alert for any evidence as to why, hmm. there is a belief that there is an imbalance of the element purity in the area. Hmm. Since the Crimson Command is all about fighting imbalances, that is specifically stated. Are these messages dated at all? Yeah, uh, we'll say that that one is dated within winter of the year 724. So within a few months? Summer of the year 725, so six months ago is when this was sent out. And that's the only bit of information left that I really wanted to share. Okay. That kind of stands out. Well, I I found uh,
2: one more in here. Um, The next town that's on our way to Shandalin is called Erlen, and the command believes there's an imbalance of Purity there, and uh, a disease of some sort of spreading and causing decay and rot on flesh and people. But they're not sure exactly what is causing
7: it. Wouldn't that be an imbalance of... What's the opposite of purity? (laughs) Impurity?
0: (laughs) Of the new elements, it would be purity and spirit and chaos and darkness and evil and... Law. law. I guess evil?
5: Uh, I Kath, I don't believe purity has a direct opposite. They're, it's one of the new elements, so...
7: Sure is like a good thing, though,
5: right? Yes. Um, well, an imbalance doesn't mean always an abundance. There could be a lack of purity. That would make sense. But what does that mean? I'm not sure. It, it appears dated last winter, a few months ago. So perhaps it's been solved? I don't see any any update messages here so i guess we'll find out when we pass through it but we should be on alert regardless certainly i want to go back out and look at all the birds
2: in the cages and i guess i know you kind of like told us as we were coming up to it in the last uh
0: you know at the end of the last thing i also but, mentioned it recently that but go ahead i don't
2: know man just the fact that all these birds are dead did someone like come up and kill all these birds
0: yeah it looks <laughs> so it looks like it looks like all the birds have either been strangled or cut and, oh. so, and
2: there's nothing but just ravens in the tree. Like none of my good pigeon friends yeah. are in, uh, alive anymore. The Crimson
0: Command uses pigeons and sparrows both to transport messages. And the only ones that are in the vicinity is a murder of crows. A murder.
5: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: is there an, another outpost in Erlin? Like, look like at my outpost map. Like,
0: I, I kind of know at least the. General. Yeah, there should be. Basically. Plus, I mean,
5: there is a letter here
0: from Erlen. Yeah. All so. oh, the cities and Black Dots is where Outposts would be in this area.
2: Well, uh, I- I'm kind of developing an idea in my head, but I don't think I would at this point do anything about it just yet. I'm going to see what the next Outpost looks like. Okay. But I, I feel very uneasy about this, and I'll kind of like look at pvac on my shoulder
5: and
3: then walk back towards the cabin. Okay. Doroth is already asleep.
1: Yeah, I'm going to start getting ready for bed.
5: Uh, yeah, at some point I'll cast uh, a little Lemon Hut.
0: Little lemon hut Little lemon in hut? the hut,
5: in the big murder Double hut. hut. I, I want to get in that
2: hut before uh, the hut goes up. Yeah, I'll make sure everyone's <laughs> in the hut.
5: All right, so everybody's in the hut, and you cast it. Is there anything else? Uh, yeah, I want to look to Finch again. Okay, um, uh, Finch. This uh, this murder of this crimson command member is rather alarming. Do you you think there's a way we could contact the the headquarters in Gamor? Well, as of right now, it seems that all of the uh, messengers are. Been executed
2: outside. Uh, I'm, I'm hoping that when we get to Erlen, the outpost will still be active there, and we can send word. And well, right now, you know, obviously I can't speak to pvac as well as Dorth can. But if we get to Erlen and it is as bad as it is here, I'm, I'm wondering if maybe I can send him and have him be my messenger. That makes sense. So I, I think we we got at least one more town
5: before I really uh, feel confident about what to do next understood yes if, if there's an issue at the outpost in in erlin we'll have to contact contact them directly in some other way
2: yeah and and hopefully we can i believe pivac especially with doris help could make it to Gomor and hopefully make any messages sent and
5: received that we need certainly i think he's capable of that that's it okay and then i'll just go back to reading something letters probably
0: Strength recovery is complete. Woo! Yay! Full Uh, full health. All your spell slots. Conditions are gone if you had any. Everything should be good for you. And the next morning, you wake up. You take like an hour to kind of prep for the day, knowing that you will probably be leaving to uh, head towards Erlen. It is a seven-day journey by horse and a 10-ish to 11-ish day by foot. And you know that there is a stable called Pedestrian to Equestrian outside of the town if you wish to look into it. Anybody got anything they want to do for the first hour of waking up? Prepare my spells. All right. What you preparing?
1: Don't know? I don't know. <laughs>
0: All right. Uh, so the four of you, anything? I'll feed Pivac a
2: nail or two for my box of nails that I got at the General Goods store. <laughs> All right. Uh,
0: I will we'll assume that y'all eat a ration. Probably, mm-hmm.
7: I eat two rations
0: because I'm ravenous. <laughs> After having all my strength saps well, I mean, it's a day's rations. Or are you eating? Oh yeah, I guess so. Two servings <laughs> of the three from the day. I'm ju- I'm <laughs> eating a
7: ration, so three servings. <laughs> He's eating a day's one. worth for breakfast. Yes, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I feel so much better now. <laughs> I'm
3: gonna tune my instruments. Because I haven't done that in a long time. Okay. <laughs> or by a long time, I mean
0: ever. That'll be some fun sound effects I need to put in. <laughs> 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 yeah. Tell me or anything? Um, not really. Okay. So we'll say you prepare, step out of the cottage, start moving for the day. Give me perception checks, everyone. Twelve. Seven.
3: Twelve. Twenty-two.
0: Twenty. All right, so you move down the hill.
3: What the fuck?
4: Bitch. No. Yo, bitch!
2: <laughs> no. Come on now! Come on! There's
3: <laughs> <laughs> the <are> good rolls! <laughs> wow.
2: Well, I'm going to say as we as we step out of the cottage, too, I'm just going to kind of let my hand slide down to Pat and make sure the orbs are still secured to my
0: side. Before you give me uh, perception checks. Keep trying to fucking tell you 11. 22. 17. Finch, give me a... Light of hand check. 14. And then Doroth and Asher give me insight checks at disadvantage.
1: Seven.
3: Six. All
1: right. But also I critted.
0: You're noticing some like mannerisms about Finch. Not worth. It's nothing like mentally makes you wary. Maybe he's just kind of stressed or something. But he's just acting odd. I would say that in character, it really would be out of character for pretty much everyone to point it out. Because everyone is being pretty odd nowadays.
3: Plus, in the story, what makes sense that he is a little on edge given the events. So that's what I would assume as a character.
0: So uh, you move down the hill through the gravel. And you head to the stables, or is there anything else in town you want to do? We're done shopping. Yeah,
2: no, I'm looking for the stables, I think, at this point.
0: So, yeah, as you make your way to the main road and go start heading east, as you exit the town, the stable is directly on your left. There's that classic, like, ranch-style sign that goes into, like, the stable area. And it says pedestrian to equestrian on the side of it. And then you see a large open field that field area that rests to the east side of the stable structure with like lush green grass and you see upwards of 20 horses and mules and donkeys grazing in the area. A man near the stable in the fenced area brushes the coat of a buckskin and as you approach the fencing he stops what he's doing and walks towards you.
6: Now what can I do for you?
3: Oh yes, <laughs> <laughs> this guy.
2: Yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and just kind of give him respect and give him the the salute of the Crimson Command. Oh, I'm, I'm part of that. And say, huh? I gr- greetings. I am I'm, I'm Finch, Master Scout of Aces, Crimson Command. I, I don't know if you're familiar with Vlad at the outpost on on the hill.
6: Oh, yeah, Vlad. Yep, yep. Yep.
2: He's been killed along with all of, all of his birds.
6: Well, that's awful news.
2: It is awful news. I am trying to do my best to uh, hunt down and fix this problem. I am in need of
3: your finest mare.
2: I need transport for me and my companions here. We are on our way to Chandolin.
6: Oh, okay. Well, oh, yeah. Well, if a horse is fifty gold. Uh, if you need a horse, uh, you, what kind of what kind of thing you'd like him to do, sir? Is there something in your mouth?
0: Oh no, <laughs> nothing. Nothing in my mouth.
6: Let me see.
0: He opens his mouth up wide. <laughs> How many teeth does he have? Uh, Eight.
3: <laughs> yes. Understood.
2: In 50 gold is the best that you can do, even in such dire circumstances.
6: That's uh, 50 gold for a horse. And if you get to my brother's ranch outside of Erlin. you can actually sell him back the horse for 40. Is that so? Oh. Uh,
3: sir.
2: Erlen is our next stop.
3: Wait, hold on, sir. We are really in dire straits here. Lives are being lost. Is there anything you can do for us?
0: Give me a persuasion check with advantage. Of course, I will. God damn.
3: That's going to be a 27.
0: 27.
6: All right, so I could give you the Sentinel discount. Um, I'll say that that's probably, I'll you know, bring you down third gold. 30 gold per, per steed? Per steed, yeah. Per steed, yeah. But I also do have some wagons. You could do two horses and a wagon for your fire, you? For, for how much? sir? For, wait, what? <laughs> for five e. <laughs> for the five of you.
5: Gotcha. Uh, how much? How much is a wagon?
6: Uh, the wagon's gonna be another twenty.
3: So we're talking At, about. That's with
6: the Sentinel discount.
3: Oh, well, thank you so much for that, by the way. You're doing the world a service.
6: So that'll ring it up to. Uh, well, you only need two horses huh? for the wagon is pull five of you, so that's gonna ring it up to, uh, about eighty grand.
3: And we can sell these, these items back once we're done with them?
6: Yeah, I'll give you some parchment with sheet and uh, you just give them to him, and they'll give you half the money back.
3: Uh, understood.
6: Sir, you have a deal. Way you, to go. you got
3: yourself a goddamn deal. Well,
7: uh, as they're having this transaction, I'm going to turn to Astra and say, What language is he speaking? <laughs> <laughs>
6: so, uh, do you prefer a steed of any kind? No. I say. Well, I got this nice box in here, so I'll go ahead and get that one set up for it. And then I'll go get you another one Let's see which one kind of takes to the box <laughs> This man.
0: This <laughs> fantastic. Sounds wonderful. It takes him about 30 minutes to an hour to prep the two horses and wagon. What would you like to do during that hour, if anything?
3: I will throw 20 gold into the fund. Okay.
0: So that's 20 from Doroth.
5: Need another 60. I will pay the remaining 60. Okay. Grandpa felomir has got it.
3: Yeah, <laughs> uh, dude, got that old money.
5: Within this hour, there's probably enough time for me to run
2: back to the cottage. Sure. I, or you, if you want to retcon, I just would like to. I was thinking, I was like, man, I should have grabbed some fucking paper, some parchment, because I didn't, and I don't have any in my bag, so I can't
0: just say that I had some. So. Okay, we'll say you grabbed like ten pieces of parchment.
5: Uh, I will. I'm gonna turn to Finch. Finch, do you think we should alert someone here about Vlad's uh,
7: death? Apart from the this man. Uh, I didn't know what he was saying, but he didn't seem too concerned.
2: No, this man doesn't seem like he's gonna do a damn thing about anything. Um did we did anyone notice like anything that looked official when we got here in the port? Maybe like a governor's or a capital building or there,
0: there were a bunch of
2: town guard throughout the area. Perhaps it is wise that we let the guard know then
5: that uh before we leave that, that Vlad has passed. Probably a good idea. Yes, and we should inform them of the the, the way he passed as well. The, these shadow assassin creatures, You should be wary of them. Seems that there is a threat upon all of Asis now.
0: I'm gonna start looking around for a look, town
5: guard. I'll look at the okay. sun and squint.
0: Uh, so you'll have to like <laughs> go back into like you're you're on the edge of town. Uh, right. You don't see any town guard in this specific vicinity. You'll have to kind of browse through the streets probably. Did we pass any on the edge of town as we were leaving? You're technically on the edge of town. Like the stables connected to the town. There's just not one like post at the road they don't use like, probably they don't have problems often so they patrol or meander yeah whatever okay um so you'll have to like walk through the town in order to do it which i'm fine with so you're going it sounds like felimir i will definitely uh join yeah.
5: him i'll go i'll give um well i don't know what these three are gonna do
0: uh Astra and kath i'll go with them kath's going with them doroth do you want to hang back with the money I'm
3: going to hang back with the money.
0: Yeah, I'll give the 60 gold to Doroth. And then Asher, did you want to hang out with Doroth or did you want to go with them to the town guard?
1: I'll hang out with Doroth.
0: Okay, so Keth, Felomir. I'm not leaving him alone ever again. (laughs) (laughs) Keth, Felomir, and Finch, you head back into town briefly to try and find a town guard. Uh, The three of you give me perception checks again. Nine. 22. 19. All right. Felomir, you notice that there is, like, an 18-year-old boy, human boy, that is peeking around a house looking at you, and then he dives behind as soon as he sees you looking at him. Well, that was strange, I'll say out loud. And we'll say it was about 40 feet away. There was a, a, a boy
5: over, over there peeking behind the building. And I'll, I'm going to walk over there.
0: Uh, give me an investigation check as well. 14. Uh, so you walk over, and you take a look, and he has disappeared. There's nothing back here. I swear
5: I saw him. Uh, do I see any traces of him?
0: No, the The streets of this town are very, are cobblestone. It's well paved, or not paved, but well. Cobbled? Cobbled. <laughs> <laughs> and there are no footprints or anything like that. You don't hear anything. You don't hear footsteps running away or anything like that. So he's gone.
5: I guess I would probably, like, maybe circle the rest of this building and then just go back out to the main road that okay. way.
0: yeah. Uh, and you do that, and you don't find him. Uh, you meet back up with Finch, who we'll say is back on the main road, and Kathy you maybe followed along with him. Uh, he's gone.
5: I don't see him anymore. There's just a boy? There's an older child, yes. Did I get any discernible features from him? That's peeking? what I did the
0: investigation check for. You did not.
5: No, but, I don't know, this place is weird, and I have a bad feeling about it. I'm going to keep my eyes peeled.
0: And as you turn to start moving further into the town, a a single town guard st- is walking towards you like he's on patrol, not paying any attention to you specifically. Uh, and you stop and wave for him, I guess.
5: Yeah, I'll I'll let, uh, I'll stand behind Finch in this situation. And I'll give him like, a, a,
2: excuse
0: me, uh, sir. And then I'll,
5: you know, do my salute, my whole Crimson Command thing.
0: He does a, like, um, a stranger but more, like, Stand up salute. He's wielding a, a long sword sheath to his side, and you can, like, that's kind of part of his salute, is just holding on to that. It does not the Crimson Command salute. He's mm-hmm. just kind of doing something that is their specific mm-hmm. thing. Uh, and he says, Yes, can I help?
2: I am, uh, I am Finch of the Crimson Command Master Scout of Asus. Ah. I, I have come and I'm on my way to Shandalin, and I was hoping to stop and then see Vlad on the hill. Oh, yes, a gentleman. A gentleman who has been murdered.
0: Murdered? Along
2: with all of his birds. There's a massacre up on the hill. Well, that doesn't happen around
0: here often.
2: I might need to tell the lieutenant. I, I think you should alert ev- everyone in-, in your group that danger is afoot.
0: When did this happen?
2: Uh, well, when we got there, it seemed that he had passed within, the like, 12 hours or so. It's been very recent, within the past day or two.
0: When did you find it?
2: Well, yesterday.
0: And you... Just now reporting it?
5: I got to you as soon as I could. I'm sorry if it wasn't as convenient for you. He's just
0: on the hill here.
5: Um, Allow me to provide a few more details. Uh, He was murdered by what appears to be some sort of shadowy assassins. There were three of them when we approached his cabin. Um, They were capable of casting magical darkness and very uh, well-equipped for battle, I will say. Mm. Um, We have encountered the likes of them before, in Gamor, as well as in Loran. Gamor,
0: you mean the capital of Andron? Correct. Oh, you're far from home. Yes. Well, I thank you for bringing this to our attention. I'll tell the lieutenant and we'll get somebody involved. We'll do some sort of investigation. i nod. Sorry, but I'm just a patrolman, so I don't really know how murder investigations go. What? <laughs> I just work here. Man. I just yeah, blow dude. the whistle. <laughs> I protect those that need protecting. Thank you for bringing this to our attention. Good luck to you. He salutes and kind of like briskly walks away. Not really a run. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. And you head back to the stable, pedestrian to equestrian. Yeah, yeah. sure.
7: Mm-hmm.
0: All right. And as you get there, you see Doroth and Asher both on top of the wagon with two horses. And uh, the stable hand kind of waves at you and
6: says, oh, my Yeah. <laughs>
7: He was a little
0: more cookie yeah. monster that yeah. Tom. Yeah. Did he catch a well, cold when we were gone? He's yelling to you from a distance. Okay. <laughs> I'll wave at him. <laughs> being, I, like,
2: I know Kevin was like, what language is he speaking? But if you guys just un- understood each other perfectly, that would be pretty great.
0: <laughs> All right. So y'all saddle up in the wagon, get comfortable, I'm assuming. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, who is driving this thing? I'll drive this steed. All right, I would request a horse. It's two steeds. Wait, what?
5: Oh, uh, is he like? It's two horses pulling yeah, one wagon. I like was okay. just kind of sitting there going, "Yeah." Is there uh, a <laughs> place for someone else to sit in the front?
0: Yeah, sure. We'll say there's like a place for two in the front, and then it could also fit four in the back. Is this a covered wagon? No. Okay.
5: Um. Well, this looks like a good seat, and I'll just climb up next to Finch.
0: All right. So Finch and Felomir in the front. Jeff, Doroth, and Asher in the back. Yep. Um. And y'all. Right away. Um. Uh. Wait, good sir. Oh uh, yeah. I this receipt you said. Oh yeah. And he starts walking back into the stable. Oh my god. I'm
2: gonna, I'm <laughs> gonna like. Wait, I'm gonna look at Velimir and just like kind of poke my head and go, you.
0: <laughs> he comes back about five minutes later with like a very freshly written parchment, and it. it says, "Wagon, Buckskin, and Gray," because I don't know how to say other horse names. Appaloosa. <laughs> I think there's a Pinto. I need some Pinto. Yeah, it's Pinto. Pinto. Clodsdale's coming. Yeah, bu- Bud Budweiser. Wagon. Wagon. Yeah, uh, he writes on the receipt, wagon, Pinto, buckskin, 80 gold, and then signs his name. And it's kind of gibberish like his speech.
5: <laughs> nice. I'll turn to him as he hands it to me. Oh, thank you, sir. And 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 what was your name? Yes. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> really nice. Hi, hi, yeah. No, hi, yeah. Hi, hi. Kath, what's he saying? I love this
1: duel right <laughs> now. I'm gonna
5: saying. cast comprehend Languages.
1: <laughs>
0: Hanya,
5: oh, Hanya. <laughs>
3: oh,
5: oh. Anya, yes. I thought
3: you were just saying whatever gibberish, and no matter what he said, that wasn't it. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of what I was expecting, too.
5: Uh, thank you, Hanya. All right, goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: It's like a, <laughs> a, a
0: Pokemon. No, that <laughs> <just> that <laughs> was all right. Sounded <laughs> like, aren't you? <laughs> oh my god. And then y'all ride east towards Erlen.
2: Pretty good-looking cottage. Oh,
0: yeah? Prosper 3D Printing. <laughs> oh, oh my God. We're just a
3: fucking shameless shill now. Plug, plug, plug. It's my brother.
1: You might know him. He's directed some movies. Oh. Um, Avatar. What? <laughs> just the name. Just Is this name cottage built
2: out of unobtainium?
0: <laughs> Ooh. Uh, that, sh- that was a sticker you could have got everybody, too. Well, D- I'm milk dog sticker. Sure there's
1: not a sticker out. Just the Milk done. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so, milk custom duds, make if you... some double milk duds. Milk we're still
5: out there. And code orbs for 10% off. Right? <laughs> Dude, please. We need a milk dud sponsor. Yeah, seriously, that's the one sponsor I hope we get before yeah. this thing's over. I'd be so proud of that. I'll plug that all day. I'm mm-hmm. not
0: going to lie. Like, I started this campaign in my head a while back of like trying to get <laughs> Jeff Goldblum to love four orbs. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I did a couple tweets where I was like, Jeff, who? Come on, man! <laughs> Come on, Jeff. You'll I love sang it. the Jurassic Park
2: song like two, two episodes ago. For the people, <laughs> Meant man. Me.
5: I okay. I have a question. Okay. I was listening. I was listening to the Between a Frog and a Hard Place the other day. Okay. And what does Wuggable mean? <laughs> Is that like a, like a companion in Bollywood? Because fucking, um, I think
0: it was Wuggable.
5: Yes. What does that mean? I don't know. It
3: sounds like a slur.
5: It's... <laughs> well, uh Bloolabub said it to the other to uh Palakool and Wuglight. Oh wait,
0: it wasn't one of the people where Wugables Yes. <laughs> It was like slang for bullywug. That's what they call. That's themselves. what they call okay. themselves, and they get kind of when they get mixed up with bullywug speech versus common. They get all tongue twisted. Okay. It's a woggle
6: A Okay. <laughs> I was wondering about <laughs> that. That's pretty funny.
3: What a strange, specific question. I listen to ask. a lot of four orbs. <laughs> <laughs> These are the only
5: questions I have left that Dave will answer.
4: Like three years ago.
3: <laughs> (laughs)
4: Yeah.